0: Family, welcome to the Coach Silver Podcast. Um, I'm coming at you today on a different angle. You know, it's just me, myself, and I. You know that old song (laughs) from De La Soul. Uh, Some of you might know that song. Some of you may not. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about how I see the Black Lives Matter. And... Associated, related topics. You know, um, I know I don't have to let you know what's going on in the world. I mean, you've seen the videos. I mean, it, I mean, it's been going on for years. It's been going on for years. It's not something new. I mean, police brutality against against us black people has been. It's just been out of hand. It's been out of control for a long time. But the part about it that's, you know, new, it's two things. One, I'm encouraged. You know, I'm encouraged by the young people that are out there, you know, risking their lives for Black Lives Matter. Okay? They're out there protesting. You understand, protesting is a, a young man's game. You know? And a young woman's game. I don't want to forget my ladies that's out there on the front lines, too. You know, so I'm so encouraged when I see them young people out there, you know, you know, from 18, 19, 20 to 30, you know, that kind of age group that are out there because they've been labeled as selfish, like it's all about them. But they're out there on the front lines giving their lives for this because they just can't take it anymore. You know, it's just too much. It, it's it's incredible. And, you know, I've always been in the mindset that um, you're going to have to force change. Because people that are racist, people that are in power, you know, they're not going to change. You know, they're not going to change how they feel. But you have to get enough of everyone to force change cuz they can't stop change they can try you know they they can definitely try but the one thing that that's crazy to me is you know we waste a lot of time on people that are not going to change you you want them to see your point of view you want them to understand from your point of view and then you don't understand why they don't understand they just don't get it Okay, they're set in their ways. They look at it through the blinders. They don't look at it from a black person's point of view. They look at it from their point of view. That's what they do. So I don't waste my time on those kind of people. You know, I don't try to convince them that their opinion is wrong. Unless they thrust it in my face, you know, or something is said to me or someone comments on a post or something like that. Then that's what I do. But I don't get into how to change people's ideology. That's how they are. Okay, they're brainwashed. They feel black people are lazy. They don't work. Welfare. They're all criminals. I mean, th- but this is the years and years of the propaganda that's been put out there. You know, of black people, they they always talk about the crime in Chicago. Always, I mean, white people, they always bring that up. Crime in Chicago. Okay. And yes, it's it's horrible. It's horrendous. But there's two things. Number one, okay, just because there's black on black crime and it's, I mean, it's out of control and it's crazy and it's an issue that we're working on, that doesn't mean you can have the license to, to kill some unarmed black man or unarmed uh, black woman. You just don't. So I don't understand how they can connect the two, but it's their way of justifying. Well, you act like animals, so we treat you like animals. So that's how we perceive you as animals. You know, that's how we perceive you as animals. So I don't get that. And if a person is going for a weapon, um, whatever the the black people that are, that are going through these things, it's not a justification for death. Oh, he had a knife in the car. Okay, does that mean he needs to be killed? Right? And you see it all the time. I mean, this is not something you don't know. You see it all the time when white people commit crimes, they're not killed automatically. It's like they don't care. They don't have a license to to even step back and say, you know, I can do this non-lethal. And they don't care. They'll just do it and because they're like, I'm protected. You know what then the second thing is let's look at the 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 black on black crime and the poverty and everything that's out there. Now it's real quick and easy to say, blame it on the black man. Right? I mean blame it on the white man. Right? But it's not necessarily blaming on the white man, but let's let's talk a little facts. Okay, I was there in the 80s, right? I was there in the eighties when crack hit. I was there. The neighborhoods that we had. There was very little crime, very little crime in these neighborhoods. As kids, we used to play outside, play football, all the neighborhood kids. We used to play football against other neighborhoods, basketball. And we used to play tackle football in the snow. We did all of these things. But we, but when crack hit, i never forget it. My brother came to me and said, hey, they got this new drug out there. It's called crack. And he said, whatever you do, don't try it. He said, it's turning people crazy. And it seemed like it was overnight when the neighborhood changed. It's like a dark cloud. And that crack just went through the whole neighborhood. right? It, it just wiped out the neighborhood. And you had the people that were taking it, and you had the people that were, were selling it. Okay, because if you don't have the same educational educational opportunities, the schools and you don't have the family, you know, support system where the family breaks down, how is she gonna make money? You're gonna sell drugs. I'm not condoning it, but you're gonna sell drugs. So it's a cycle. You had the drugs are being pumped into these black neighborhoods, right? Wasn't nobody black. On these planes bringing it into the country. And the government knew this stuff was coming in there. Don't don't be fooled. Okay, Ronald Reagan had his, oh, just say no campaign. But at the same time, he had the Iran-Contra deal. Where they were dealing in drugs for weapons and all kinds of stuff. And they didn't get him because he was the president. I remember clearly, they let Oliver North be the scapegoat. But these drugs had been funneled into these neighborhoods. Because they want to destroy our neighborhoods. They put us in ghettos. See, the ghettos were, people don't understand, ghettos were set up for returning GIs from World War II. There were low-income housing for GI people coming back. And then what happened was they allowed black GIs to move in, and then black people started moving in these neighborhoods, and the white people said, I'm out. I'm out. And so they raised the rent, and then, you know, they pumped drugs into these neighborhoods. So what you thought was going to happen? I mean, you thought these neighborhoods were going to be, you know, rosy? It was going to be great? No. I was there. I seen friend turn against friend. I seen good people that, you know, tried this drug one time, and they were hooked on it. Now, a lot of them are off it. And then comes the Clintons in the 90s so a little bit of crack cocaine you get in 30 years okay and what happens is it destroys the generations you got kids that are crack babies you got kids and mother and father strung out and what do they do they're in the system and then it, it's generational curses and then you you wonder why these kids are in these neighborhoods and they're killing each other now, I know some of y'all be like, oh, well, that's no excuse. They should work hard. and uh, Yeah, and, and there are some in these neighborhoods that get out. Okay, but usually the ones that get out, they have some kind of influence. They have a parent. They have an uncle. They have someone that steers them in the right direction, and they get out of it. You know, because back in the day, it was a shame to, to come from these neighborhoods. You know, you didn't. You know, your coach gave you a ride home. You, you really want to see where you live. Now it's like a badge of honor. I come from these kind of neighborhoods. Now there's some accountability on the, on the black side too. We need to fix our own. We need to fix this situation. We need to work on it. But in order to do that, there needs to be some type of assistance. Now what that is, I don't know. Because you systematically destroyed these black neighborhoods and these black families. Okay, you you, you systematically destroyed us. And then you wonder why we act like animals. Okay? You wonder why we act like animals. If you destroy a race, then that's what you're gonna get. And then you wonder why people loot. I'm not for the looting and destroying. I'm not. But I understand it. You're frustrated. We you know, keep getting killed. Keep getting killed so they're frustrated so they burn things they don't do they don't make good choices. what else are they gonna do I've been protesting for years there's just no end to this kind of madness and I, and for me you know it just breaks my heart when I see it you know you got a unarmed black man shot seven times in the back. No regard, but there, but that doesn't even cover all the times when we're harassed, we're stopped. Where are you going? What are you doing? What are you doing here? Why are you parked here? Huh? What are you talking about? Because they, these police officers don't fear us. They don't fear that you got a lawyer. They don't fear that you might know somebody in law enforcement, or you might know somebody in local government. They don't fear you. Okay? That's why local elections are so important. Why we have to be involved, why we have to get black people in the DA's office, in the sheriff's department, in the police department, in the police unions. We got to get the people that are in there, they're going to look out for the black folks. It's going to take care of us. Because the local elections is where it's at. Okay, who is the DA? When when something goes down, who is the DA? Is he embedded with the police? Okay, these DAs and police have working relationships because they work together to prosecute people, right? But let's look at that. We should look at the relationships that they have, right? They're too cozy. These police unions are involved. They're too cozy. Way too Working together and they get to know each other and they become friends and then they look out for each other. I'm not going to prosecute these cops. I know them. There should be a new like code of conduct for district attorneys. You know, people that prosecute people. There should be rules on the type of relationship you have with police officers. It should be like one point of contact. This person deals with the, the DA or this office deals with the DA. OK, like in the Pentagon, they got an office. They Strictly all they do is deal with Congress. They, they, they handle Congress. All of Congress doesn't know everyone that works in the Pentagon. They just know a few people that work in this office. And, and when Congress wants something from the Pentagon, the people in this office, they collect it from wherever it needs to come and they deal directly with them. And that's how it needs to be with the DA and the police. DA doesn't need to be friends with the police chief. He doesn't need to be friends. They don't need to be going to fundraising events. They there should be a line there, and these police unions is the same thing, right? There should be a line drawn. But the only way you're going to get that is if we get involved in local elections. And that's why, you know, I'm so optimistic that these these young people that are in these in these neighborhoods these Local people that they're going to run for office. They're going to do what they need to do. And I'm just so proud of them. But going back to the whole neighborhoods and all that stuff, I understand why these neighborhoods are the way they are. Okay? But let's be real. You know, more white people kill white people than black people kill black people. Now you can say, "Oh well, there's more white people in the, in the world." That's true, but when you're killed, you tend to be killed by someone of your own race, someone you know. That's how it happens, okay? But white people getting killed every day across this country, okay, at at high numbers. Now, no, they're not getting you know thirty people killed in the weekend, but there's mass shootings, you know. Why guys shooting up schools? I mean, they're doing it. But it's never a call to we need to work on white on white crime. Oh my God, white on white crime is out of control. We need to work on it. because it's the media that fanning the flames of black on black crime. Okay, when a guy shoots up a school or shoots up Las Vegas, all these people, okay, it's not called a thug. You know, there's no cry like, oh, my God. We need to work on white-on-white on white crime. We need to work on these mass shooters. What's going on? It's always, well, it ain't the guns. He was, something was wrong with him. He was doing, you know, whenever a white person kills people on a large scale, it's just, oh, he's just something wrong with him. He has mental issues. We need more mental health. Okay. So when... Three guys go and they shoot up a block party in d c and they shoot twenty people and two people die. They don't have mental issues, no, they just criminals, they just thugs. It's just oh my god we we gotta stop this black on black crime. You don't think the black kids that that did that shooting in d c that shot twenty people at a block party, twenty people killed two. Okay, you don't think they got some mental issues? You don't think there's something wrong in their mind that they would, you know, get out of the car and just spray a crowd? You think that's normal behavior? But no, no, no. It gets advertised. It it gets sensationalized. Like, oh my God, these are the worst animals and criminals. And then when these these people in these other areas they see this, it, it promotes fear, and they fear black people. And they get the and, and the white people get their guns. Not all of them now. I'm not not trying to generalize. But they get their guns, they form militias, and then they a 17-year-old goes out there and kills kills people, shoots them. not even legal to carry a gun. Out past curfew, The police knew they knew this kid. Right? He's on their side. So they allowed them to do what they do. And then he kills some people. They should have checked him. But see, they don't because we're we're viewed as animals, we're viewed as subhumans because of the media portrayal and because of the way the neighborhoods are, okay, and once again, I'm not saying you know all black people that commit crime are something mentally wrong with them I'm not yeah, some of them yeah. of them are, are criminals, yes, and they need to be prosecuted, taken to jail. That needs to happen, okay? But when a black person kills a black person, he's hunted, and they put him in jail quick, right? They put him in jail quick, which they're supposed to do. But, you know, you kill a black man, your white man kill a black man unjustly, and it takes forever. We got to protest if you need to go arrest this person. I mean, it's crazy, but you'll lock a black person up quick, quick, fast in a hurry. Now you know I don't. I don't have all the answers, and I'm gonna hold black people to the fire too, because we need to get our act together. But what we need to do is get in these local elections. We need to get the education. We need to get the wealth, because with Education and wealth, we can tackle these problems. Now I know the institutionalized racism; you can't get loans. You can, yeah, I understand that. Okay, it's there, right? But what else are you gonna do? We gotta, we gotta start making our own banks. You know, going being a banker, being a stockbroker. They need to be careers that people want to do, that Black people want to do. We got to stop pushing people to sports, football, and basketball, and all these other things. Now, I'm not saying you can't be play football, basketball, and all that stuff. It's not what I'm saying. Okay, but you know right away if you if this person's got the talent to get there. Okay, and and why is it? We're not pushing these kids to be stockbrokers, bankers, and doing all these financial things, engineers. That's what we need to be pushing them to do that. Okay? Now I'm not saying you can't be a rapper. I'm not saying you can't be an athlete. But it's a million to one. Sometimes a billion to one to to be a LeBron James, to be a, a big time rapper. You know, to be a Drake. It's a billion to one. To be that. Okay, it's a billion and one. I'm not saying don't chase your dreams. But for those that are not billion and one, we need to be pushing them. We need to be pushing them to get the education and to build wealth. Not be rich buying cars, jewelry. No, not rich, wealthy. Okay, you want to be. The one that's paying LeBron James his salary. You wanna be the owner record company that's giving Drake money, that's paying Drake. Now I know he might have his own record label, whatever. Okay, but distribution downloads, yeah, somebody he's paying somebody. Right? You wanna be a billionaire owner of a team where you can make decisions, where you can you can be involved in hiring black people in in management you know i think those are the approaches we need to take we need to focus on building wealth in our communities we need to focus on education we need to focus on local elections okay we we need people to 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 be on city councils to be mayors to be police chiefs we we need that we need black people to be in these these police unions to change these unions and change how they do, because a lot of these unions are are against any kind of reform. Okay, we don't need to defund the police, but we need to reform it. You know, there needs to be for certain situations, if a domestic situation, mm-hmm. someone, oh, I got we get a call, someone's here that's supposed to be here, right? Okay, so that maybe, yeah, a police officer that's trained in these kind of situations, a social worker or someone from the court, you know, that can pull up the record on the guy and say he ain't supposed to be here. And that, and someone, you know, that can de escalate the situation and come and dis-, dis, you know, and find out what's going on. But when you show up to a, a situation and it's, Got a bunch of cops and you don't know what's going on, and you ain't really listening to people talking around you, things happen. Okay, how many times have you seen videos uh where the police show up and they grab the black guy? And they're like, he's not the one, the one's down there. I've seen so many of those videos on TikTok lately, right? But we just need to do that. We we need to have accountability for ourselves. Okay, I'm not saying that we need to work hard. We need to go get the education. We need to shoot for local level government. Okay, local level government. You know, I was in the military, and I was a, a recruiter down in Florida. And I knew because of my re- recruiting duties, I knew the DA. I was in. I knew the DA. I knew the mayor. I knew the police chief. I knew the the sheriff. Not the deputy, but the sheriff. I knew these people. They knew me. We had conversations. Right. And so. When I went to the D.A., because, you know, whatever person I was dealing with, they were facing like a little charge. I was like, look, hey, I'm trying to put this person in the military. They're going to be out of your town. They're going to be gone. You know, let's let's cut them a break. Now, I ain't I didn't get somebody out of murder or, or felony charges. That's not what I did. But I had a relationship. And he's like, yeah, "Yo, I got you, man. No problem. I had a relationship with these people. OK. And I knew their family. Their family. Had power in that town. My brother, man, my, my, my cousin's the D.A., you know, that's the kind of power we need in in the, in the black community. You, you need to be able to say, well, my uncle's the police chief, my dad, oh, he's the DA. You know, so when they pull you over, you be able to protect yourselves. Now, I'm not saying every, every black person is going to have that. But you got to have these police officers fear you. You got to be when they pull a black person over, they don't know. He could be rich. He could have lawyers. I got to treat him. With respect, he might know the DA. He might know this person. He might. Okay, you you want that out there. You want that kind of doubt out there. That's what you want. Now, I'm not going to say that's going to fix the problem. But that's what we need to do. Now, another thing. Okay, of course, we're talking about voting. Got it. Yeah, we all know we got to vote. We all know who we got to vote for if we want to get Trump out of office, right? And we all know, you know, Trump has exposed the underbelly of society. These racist people have always been there. They're in the police, they're in all walks of life. They've always been there. But with him, he's emboldened them to come out. You know, it's kind of like Donald Trump has put his finger down the throat of society, it made society throw up. And now you got all these races that are just throw up all over the floor. And then we got to deal with this mess. Because they're out there now. But guess what? We got to we got to clean it up. We gotta get Trump's fingers out of society. We gotta clean it up. Is Biden perfect? Of course not. Career politician. But sometimes you gotta pick the lesser two evils, right? You got to speak the lesser of two evils, you know, but it's a weird thing because people want to, you know, and i seen Ice Cube, you know, did a, a video, you know, saying, hey, you know, yeah, we know Trump is not for us, but hey, on the Democratic side, it ain't been for us. We want this. We want that. We want this. And I totally understand that. I totally understand that. Right. Got it. You want Democrat politicians to do things for black folks. OK, understood. OK, but let's be real about it. Okay? OK, Biden gets in office. Let's say he has good intentions to do things for black people. He gets in office. We, we carry, the, we carry um, the House, but we don't carry the Senate. If the Senate is still majority Republican, ain't nothing getting done. They're going to gonna stall everything. Biden is not going to get any new laws passed. Anything, police reform, it's, it's going to be dead on arrival because both houses have to approve it. Now, if we can get those four seats in the Senate and we re- retain the House, then we could get some things done. Then we can start demanding this is what we want. Okay? Why do you think people say, oh, President Obama didn't do anything for us? Right? So... But he couldn't because at the time he the Republicans controlled the house and the Republicans controlled the Senate and it was like we ain't doing nothing we're not passing nothing okay the president can't pass laws so yeah, I agree with Ice cube and other people that are saying the Democrats ain't doing things for black folks and I got that I know they haven't done anything for us really okay but let's table that for right now let's get. Trump out of there, right? And some of you listening may be Trump supporters. I'm sorry, but that's just how it is. Let's just get Trump out of there. This is how I feel. Let's get Trump out of there. And then we can work on the rest. Okay, we can work on the rest. We can demand change. And if we control the local, we can make change on our own. Because a lot of this stuff has to be done at the local level. It has to be done at the local level. It's not going to be done anywhere else. It's just not. So, you know, I applaud all those people out there that are, that are, are you know, saying Democrats ain't done nothing for us. You know, I've seen a post where you're saying, well, I talk shit about Obama. I talk shit about Trump. That don't mean I support either one. But see, but when you do that, what, then who do you support? Is that going to sway a vote away? From, from where it needs to go to get Trump out of office. Okay, let's get Trump out of office and then we can work from there. We can move forward. Okay, let's get those Senate seats. Okay, on election night, I'm going to be looking for who wins the presidency. But me, I'm going to be watching them Senate seats. We need four. We need to retain what we have. We need four seats to take majority of the Senate. And then we need to keep the House. How many people out here know that? Some of you do. Some of you don't. You just don't want to get rid of Trump. Okay? You just want to get rid of Trump. And that's fine. But let's focus. Let's put the focus where it needs to be. Local elections and getting that House. Okay? Let's do that. Let's work on that. You know? And then another thing that I I really just don't understand. I I just don't understand this part. So, and I I spoke about this when Trump got elected. Okay. People are so fixated on Trump and the things that Trump is doing. You all know how he is. Okay. Okay. Now, you hardcore Trump supporters, you're going to support them. You're not going to believe anything, I'm going to say. They're just going to believe Trump. And I'm not trying to convince you either. But we spend so much time on the negative things that Trump is doing. Look what he said. He did this, and he did this, and he's not president. And, and you're showing all the things he's doing wrong, the lies, and you're bringing to everybody's attention. And I don't get it. I'm seeing the same news you see, so I, I I mean, are you trying to let me know what he's doing? I see it, okay? Are you trying to convince his supporters to switch? Because they're not. By you highlighting what he's doing, and they're not gonna switch, they're gonna vote for him anyway. So you're wasting time with that one, you're wasting time with this one. So what is the purpose of you highlighting it in in online and Trump, 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 Trump? What is the purpose? Now, yes, I'm not talking about highlighting racial injustice, like the videos and the, yes, that, that you gotta get that out, there, right? But I'm specifically talking about Trump and Trump supporters, right? You are not gonna convince a Trump supporter not to vote for Trump. Okay? In order for people to change and in their convictions, there's got to be a significant emotional event. That's what it has to be. So in order for someone to change their vote, they have to come to the conclusion on their own that that person is the wrong person to vote for. I didn't know he was going to do this. You're not going to swim. So So stop wasting your time. Okay? Stop wasting your time putting out information about Trump and what he's doing in it. You're wasting your time. What? A- and then the third thing is When you live in the negativity world, you're bringing it to you. When all you're dealing with is Trump's negativity, negativity, and look what he's doing, look at this, and look at this. Guess what's coming to you? All those negative things come to you. Okay? I'm living in a positive world. Okay, Shit is fucked up, all right? Black lives need to matter. But I'm living in a positive world. I choose to pick the positive. I'm seeing these young people out here that are working hard for this issue. And and it makes me proud. Because I can't get out there and do what they do. It's a young person's game, right? I'm I'm mid-century, right? <laughs> I'm not old Cadillac with some good tires. But I'm so encouraged by the young people, what they're trying to do. And, and and that's where i'm at okay when these incidents happen i'm looking at the videos of his sister i'm looking at what people were saying you know what are they trying to do i'm i'm looking at kenny smith walking off the set of the, his nba show i'm looking at that i'm looking at these young players saying we're not going to get paid we're not going to do this i'm i'm looking at that and and that gives me hope that gives me That gives me um, satisfaction seeing young black people doing it. And you got my support. You got my prayers. You know, we all know the problems and issues. We all know that. We still need to highlight them, but we need to come up with solutions. Now, I'm not sitting up here on this podcast thinking I know all the answers because I don't. I knew the answers, I'd have been screaming them 10, 15 years ago. I have my opinions, which I already said, what I think we should do moving forward. You know, I got it. And a lot of people might say, oh, well, yeah, those are great ideas, but practicality, and I'm with you, because I don't know. But I'm waiting. I'm going to have faith, and I'm going to pray for that young person that's going to make that breakthrough, that's going to be the catalyst of change. The next Martin Luther King that's gonna take that ball and it's gonna run with it. That's gonna show us the way. That person's coming. And I'm faithful to that. People say Jesus is coming. And yeah, that's true. But I think that person, that black person to lead us, black people, in a righteous way, is coming. Now, I may not, it may not be in my lifetime. I don't know. Hopefully, you know. Like all those Red Sox fans, it was like, please, I'm not going to die to y'all in the World Series. And now they won a bunch since then. But that's the thing for me. I look at it as a positivity. Am I hurt and angry? Do I cry? Yes. Does it bother me? Yes, it does. But I have to, I have to remain positive that it's going to get better. I have to keep moving forward. I have to keep doing my podcast because that's my way of giving back. That's what I have to do. You know, I got to keep pushing. I got to keep, in my own way, doing what I think is possible, you know, to help the situation. Mentoring young black men on how to interact with their black sisters, how to date. You may say, well, how, how does that play into it? Well, if you know how to date, you create families. If if you become a power couple, you create wealth. And in my own way, I'm trying to create power couples, power individuals, be on your purpose. That's my way of giving back. That's how I'm trying to do it one person at a time. I've been doing it for years, mentoring kids, mentoring other men and, and women. And now I'm just doing it on a podcast. So that's my way of doing it. Is it on a grand scale? No. But it's my way. You know, a couple years ago, I don't know, maybe four years ago, I gave up the NFL. Because I thought the NFL owners were like, they just felt racist to me. You know, they just felt racist. And I didn't like the Kaepernick thing. And I gave up. And people was like, oh, you, you, you're you doing that because your team sucks. You know, and all of that. I said, no, it's just my way. I just couldn't support football. And I don't watch it. I don't watch it. Now, did I miss it in the beginning? I did. But now on Sundays, I'm doing things. I'm self-developing. I'm getting ready for podcasts, spending time with the girlfriend. I'm doing, you know, things to make myself better. Now, am I saying you should stop watching football? No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is you got to find your own way of helping. As a, as a black person helping your people in yeah, my way is one person at a time one podcast at a time I'm just trying to help you and and do the best I can you know it's, I'm not perfect I never claimed to be perfect you know and when people came at me for, for boycott the NFL them owners don't care you ain't gonna mess with their bottom line you ain't No, it's just principle it's just the principle of it. If I'm able to sleep well at night knowing that I'm not part of that. Because to me, it's racist. It's racist. You know? The Columbine and the and NFL draft. draft. I never forget the, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys sitting on his $250 million yacht on his big white couch picking young black men to be on his team. I said, this is a modern day slave trade. That's how I felt to me. I said, look at this guy, smile, big smile on the face. Let me, let me, let me order up some players for my team. And if they don't act right, I'll get rid of them. I'll get rid of them, you know? And as a black man, black woman, you work hard to be a sport and to do sports. And have that mentality where, yep, you don't act right, I'm gonna get rid of you. And yeah, there's white people in the league and there's white people to get rid of too. Not saying it's not, you know, I'm not saying it's not. But it just comes off racist to me. Now, you may not agree. I mean, you don't have to. This is just my opinion, how I see it. Now, I just wanna, Talk to all my my white friends, my white people out there, my Caucasians. Okay. Now, there are a lot of you that are really good people. And and you're part of the cause and you're helping out and you're doing your thing. I got it. I understand. Okay. And, And I support you, the ones that are trying to help. You know, but deep down... I just feel that white people should help themselves. And, and what do I mean by that? You know people that are racist. You know institutions that are racist. Look at your organizations that you work, or if you're the the owner, the CEO, look at your organizations and figure out what you do can. To change to increase inclusion. And I don't mean like appoint the, the one black person you got working there, or two or three, or and appoint them to come up with ideas to change the to diversity. No, no, you, as the owner, CEO, or as the individual at a company, you come up with ways to help black people, to help the systematic racism out there you white officers and black officers, you see your fellow officer doing wrong, check them, okay? This blue wall of silence is wrong, okay? The blue wall of silence is wrong. If your your fellow officer committed a crime, report him, and then the person that reports him should be supported, and that's the issue. So white officers, there's good white officers, Okay? And I'm not asking you to change. What I'm asking you to do is to change the people around you. And like with Ice Cube, I, I like what he said, I'm asking you to be a snitch. Yeah, I'm asking yeah, you to be a snitch on your fellow officers. And then they hold them accountable for their actions. I've seen some videos where a white cop putting his neck on a kid's neck and another cop pulls him off. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That's why we out here. Because <laughs> putting a cop putting the neck on, of his knee on somebody's neck. That's why we out here now. You know? Demand the training. Diversity training in these companies. Training in these police and sheriff's departments. It should be hard as hell to be a police officer. And I don't mean on the streets. I mean to become one. You should be smart. You should be educated. You should get the training. You know? You should get the training you need. Now, I was in the military, and there's racism in the military, okay? And that's the thing people don't understand. Anything in the, out in the civilian world is in the military. So you have races, you have all that stuff. But the one thing we have in the military is we have accountability, okay? People can come forward. They're protected. They can do what they need to do, and you can get somebody prosecuted. Now, I understand there's a lot of sexual harassment stuff going on. People, don't jump on me. A lot of sexual harassment, people, complaints and and, and stuff like that, right? Got that. I understand. But the military is just like the civilian world. You're going to have breakdowns in the system, okay? But on the whole, if you commit a crime, a war crime, or or you shoot somebody, in Afghanistan, you shoot somebody that ain't shooting at you, you violate the rules of engagement, you you're gonna be in trouble. They're gonna hold you accountable. They're gonna prosecute you. I've seen it. Now, do people get away with stuff? Yes. There are the sexual harassment, people get sexual harassment, they get raped, and, and and people get away with it. Yes. There's breakdowns in, in the military system, breakdowns in 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 this in the civilian world. You know how many women get sexually harassed and nothing happens on the job. It happens all the time. Okay. But when it comes to dealing with policing in the military, it's different. You got rules of engagement. I remember, you know, if the enemy was not pointing at you, you couldn't shoot him. And God help you if you you crossed that line. And if you did cross that line, it was someone out there that's gonna report you. Oh, hey, he shot this person and he weren't even they're going to report you. Yeah. You know? I'm not trying to paint the military as this rosy, wonderful organization. I'm not. But the police can learn a lot from the way the military and the rules of engagement. Now getting back to, to my white friends. um, or white people. You know, do your part. Help out. Work on your fellow people that you know are racist. You know they're racist. Tell them it's not acceptable. You know, when the black people ain't around, and when these type of incidents are happening, in between when these incidents happen, be the the, the catalyst for change in your organization. Go, you know, you own a bank. How come we're not loaning money to more black businesses? How come we're not doing this? How come we're not doing that? If that's how, if you want to help, that's what you need to do. Yeah, you could be on the streets too, but we need you. If you really want to help, is to get out there and help systematic racism, because that's where it's at. That's where the problem is, you know. But it's a mess, and I pray every day that it gets better. And I'm so hopeful. I'm so hopeful that the world's going to change, and that we'll finally get the rights that we need. But we're going to have to make it happen, along with our white friends, along with our Hispanic, along with the Jewish, along with everyone. All right, there's racist people. Don't waste your time trying to change their ideology. we got to bust the room, and we got to move forward. we got to support the young people that are out there making the change. And I'm just hoping and praying that, that somebody, a young leader out is going to step up and is going to make that change. And it's going to lead us into the next century to finally get equality and to finally get us where we need to be as a people. You know, I don't have any hate in my heart. But I do hate what's going on. And I wouldn't be me if I didn't at least try to talk about it. Now, I know I've been all over the place. I know. And hopefully um, in the future, I'll have a guest and we can really get into the topics and subjects, you know, but I just had to get it off my chest. I just had to talk about it. and these, I mean, these are the conversations I'm having on a daily, daily basis. You know, and I'm going I'm to throw me a watch party on election night, you know, and, and I'm not going to sleep. I'm staying up, and I'm, and I'm not only waiting on the president, I'm waiting on the Senate seats. So in closing, you know, black lives matter. They do. And if you can't understand that, I'm not going to waste my time trying to explain. Okay? Because as a people, we're going to show you that black lives matter. We're going to clean up our neighborhoods. We're going to clean up our schools. We're gonna do what we need to do. We're not gonna blame anybody. We're gonna force the change at the local level and it'll trickle up, trickle up economics economics, to fix the people at the higher level. Okay, we're gonna force, well not force, but we're gonna encourage people to be bankers, lawyers, doctors, engineers, math degrees, you know, tech, coding, we're going to force you. Uh, we're going to encourage you. <laughs> we're going to encourage you to do these things. Okay? So you can pay the LeBron James's. So you can pay Drake his salary. Because that's what we, we need to gain wealth. Because they don't fear you. They, they don't fear you unless you have wealth. And I don't mean in a fear way, in a bad way. But you got to get that wealth. So I just want to thank you if you're listening to my rant, because I think that's what it's going to sound like when I listen to it. It's going to be a rant. And, you know, if you want to reach out, if you disagree or you want to talk about it or you agree with what I'm saying, let me know. Leave me some questions, you know, because my podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google and Anchor. I'm on Spotify, all major podcast platforms. Also, you can you have a, a, something you want to talk about, a question. You can email me at CoachSilva, one word, at gmail.com and then on IG is CoachSilvaFox and on Twitter is CoachSilvaFox. So reach out. Reach out. Let me know about the things I talked on. I know it's many more layers and facets to this, but I think we're heading in the right direction. I'm positive. I'm prayed up. And I'm so blessed. And I just want to thank you for listening.